0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning everybody. It's Friday, October 28th, 5:46 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures down 3 at 679 and a quarter. January soybeans down 7 cents at 1386 and a half. December Chicago wheat down 9 at 8.29 and a half. December Kansas City wheat down 11 and a half at 9.20 and three quarters. December spring wheat down four and a half at 946. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. ratings and reviews are welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, leave me a comment. If you've got yield updates, crop updates, basis updates, anything of significance that's going on in your neighborhood, if you've got any sort of opinion on anything that I say here, uh, drop it in the comments. All of that stuff will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Appreciate it as always, guys. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. Uh, I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this. Uh, Yesterday's video was titled, Don't Ever Speculate, But if you do, uh, my opinion is that like 99% of the general public has no business speculating in commodity markets. But for those of you who do, I had a couple of simple rules and a couple of ideas that you should probably follow. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I promise just a ton of info direct from me every single business day. Mexico is attempting to proceed with a ban on GMO corn imports. The country is considering direct agreements with farmers in the U.S., Argentina, and Brazil in order to secure non-GMO corn. Uh, This decree was originally issued or penned in 2020, slated to take effect in 2024. Uh, Reuters spoke to Mexico's deputy ag minister who said this, There are many alternatives to importing non-GMO yellow corn from the United States. Uh, In previous comments, Some Mexican officials had indicated that the import of GMO corn for livestock feed would continue. This week's comments appear to contradict that idea. This this makes it sound like they're going to just ban GMO corn imports altogether. Uh, this original decree, penned in 2020, aimed to phase out GMO corn. In addition to glyphosate, uh, proponents of the ban believe that GM seeds can contaminate Mexico's native corn varieties, and that glyphosate is harmful for a number of reasons. Um, you need some more details here. I have no idea how Mexico would replace the uh, phenomenal amount of U.S. corn that it buys every year. It's like 17 million metric tons is the number Reuters had. That's 670 million bushels of corn uh, that uh, is imported by Mexico every single year. So you're talking a lot of corn. Uh, going to Mexico. Here's a chart that I pulled from the USDA website about our largest corn customers in 2021. China was number one, but that's kind of a new thing. China's been the largest corn buyer only the last uh, couple of years since they started buying aggressively like second half of 2020. But Mexico's like always up here, either the top importer, uh, number two importer, uh, somewhere along those lines. So this could be a potentially huge blow to the US uh, in regard to export business. I just don't know how Mexico uh, could replace these sort of quantities, especially given the, the geography of the situation in mean, the United States and Mexico are, are you know, landlocked or bordered. Um, it's it's an easy deal for Mexico. I, I don't know how they're going to go about doing this. That's the headline this morning. The threat of a U.S. rail workers' strike grows. Uh, this week, a union representing 6,000 rail workers voted against ratifying this agreement that was brokered by rail companies, unions, and the Biden administration last month. The Brotherhood of Railroad Signalmen was the second union now to reject this White House broker deal. So the likelihood of a rail strike increases. Uh, There's a deadline in mid-November. I believe it's it's after the midterms. Uh, The vote against the contract was centered on the lack of paid sick days, according to a statement from the union. Uh, This rejection comes despite the uh, the the offer in the contract that involved a 24% compounded wage increase. The Association of American Railroads estimates that a strike would lead to $2 billion per day in lost U.S. economic output. Uh, In regard to our grain markets, I mean, we've already got river issues. River issues paired with a rail strike would just absolutely paralyze grain movement. It would be a really bad deal for prices, for basis. I mean, flat price, it's just a bad deal for everything. U.S. corn export sales were absolutely terrible last week, 264,000, well below the lower end of trade expectations. That was the lowest total for this week of the marketing year since 2012. So the general trend of corn sales has been poor as of late. I think a lot of analysts now believe that USDA will need to lower or maybe even drastically lower uh, their projection for corn exports. Soybean exports were uh, toward the lower end of expectations, not terrible at uh, one03 million metric tons Uh, wheat sales are actually better than expected at 533 South Korea was the largest wheat buyer if you look at uh, wheat sales overall are still terrible total U.S. wheat export commitments for the current marketing year are the worst seasonally since at least 2001 you got to go back like 20 years and it's probably longer than that I just didn't go back and look at the charts uh, beyond that but in any case wheat exports uh, this is kind of like an anomaly here because we've really been very bad aside from this week U.S. drought continues to expand. Um, drought continues to like work its way into the Corn Belt. I mean, it's well in place now over the Western Corn Belt, over the Central Corn Belt, even the Eastern Corn Belt. Uh, again, I'm going to do a comparison versus May 31st. So how, how is drought built this summer? corn areas experiencing a drought in the United States now total 70%. That number was 19% on May 31st. Soybean areas experiencing a drought in the United States, 71%. That number was 10% on May 31st. Winter wheat areas experiencing a drought, 74% this week. That number was 49% in May 31st. So the drought's been well in place in the southern plains, central plains, western part of the country for a long time, but now it's working its way east. And this is a problem for you know a million different reasons. I mean, winter wheat production uh, to start off river issues you get into next spring if we're still dry that's a problem for row crop production so uh, we need some rain for a lot of reasons the u.s economy grew at an annualized rate of 2.6 percent in the third quarter this was the first positive quarterly uh, gdp print of the year the first two quarters saw small annualized declines Trade or international trade was the largest contributor to the turnaround here. Uh, The U.S. exported more oil and gas, and this is mostly because of the war in Ukraine. Uh, U.S. consumer spending grew slightly but at a slower pace than the second quarter. Businesses cut spending on real estate. Uh, Residential investment fell sharply. GDP measures the value of the final uh, value of the final goods and services produced in the U.S. without double counting the intermediate goods and services used to produce them. Changes in GDP are the most popular indicator of the nation's overall economic health. That's the uh, direct definition from the government website anyways. So a uh, little bit of a, a turnaround here. A lot of people think that this is just a, a short-lived recovery potentially and that recession is still you know, a near guarantee at this point. I don't know where I stand on that, but that's kind of general opinion right now. Uh, the cattle market finished lower yesterday there was some uh, more cash cattle trade reported and some better volumes. 150 in the south, 151 to 152 in the north. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is higher. Uh, stock market's off a little bit. S&P's down 22 points. The Dow's off just marginally. Bonds are off. Gold's down 13 bucks. Crude oil down 61 cents at 88.47 in the December WTI. Have a great weekend, guys. I will talk to you Monday.